Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. See? That's where it starts. I'm ready. Here we go. You gotta punt me in. Welcome to Penn Sunday School, broadcasting live from Show Creator Studio South. Today it's me, Captain Maddie Dragon, filling in for Matt Donnelly. Yes. And now, your host, preaching love, it's Pendulite. That's all you need. You don't need more than that. Preaching love, this is Ben, with my guest Piff, the Magic Dragon. Ta-da! Today, Mr. Piffles, 15 years young. Today? Today! It's his birthday today. Yeah, how do you know it's his birthday? Uh, He's a rescue dog. So they have his birthday on? He came with a pedigree certificate. Oh, yeah. So whoever gave him away also gave the correct paperwork with him. Okay. I don't really know how that goes, but I guess sometimes like, I don't want this dog, but if somebody else does, they should know the following information. <laughs> so you know the exact date yeah. of his birth. Yeah. And 15 years, it was... Uh, da, da, da. I think it's 2007. 2007. Is that right? Uh, November, um, November 13th, 2007, Mr. Piffles came into this world. Now, he came into my life uh, middle of August 2009. He was already he was already an adult. Yeah. I missed the puppy phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in a very bad way. What kind of bad way? His hair was all matted. His eyes had all this like nasty brown gunk around them, like about half an inch all the way around each eye. So why'd you choose him? Well, hang on. I'll get there. Okay. Uh, his teeth were awful. He smelled bad. He was emaciated. And um, what happened was the day before, I was doing my first ever Edinburgh Fringe show. And I'd been doing it for a few days. And I, Very well received. No. Oh. In Edinburgh, um, you have to have an hour long show. Mm-hmm. So I was doing about 55 minutes. And it was kind of like, it wasn't one note but I knew there was something missing. And I thought, you know what this act needs? A gimmick. <laughs> now you've done that joke a million times. Yes. But what were you really feeling? You're already in a That's dragon suit. That's honestly what I was thinking. That's honestly. <laughs> but you're already in a dragon suit. I know, but. And you didn't realize that that was a funny thing to say at the time? Or you realized it was funny, but also felt it was true? I, it was funny and also true. Okay. The best kind of funny. Yeah. Because the thing is, you know when there's something missing from either a routine or a show. You know, don't you? I don't. Really? I, I'm really an eyes shut guy. I have no idea what's going you've on. Never done a, you've never done an hour long go, oh, this, we, need to, we need to put something in here. No, Teller does all that work. Oh, really? I stumble through you the dark. You just smile and wave at the people. Yeah. 
Well, then you're living the dream. I'm essentially Queen Elizabeth. I should be talking to Teller about this right now. About everything. You're just smiling and waving, greeting the public. I, I can talk about things on stage, and I can find my way to jokes, but I don't ever think this needs a joke here. It's done all on a um, subconscious level. Well, I do it on a conscious level. Good. I That's better. That's what a grown-up would do. I constantly think, hmm, they're not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I this don't notice. Something. I'm out there alone. Right. So uh, my publicist said to me, um, why don't you put the venue owner had a chihuahua that we all loved and was running around and hanging out a lot. He said, why don't you put Nacho, who is the name of this chihuahua. Nacho? Nacho, like a Nacho chip. What do you call it? Oh, Nacho. Okay, Nacho. <laughs> yeah, I see. And why don't you put Nacho in the show and see what happens? So I was doing an arm chopper routine. Like mm -hmm. I say, the show was okay, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. It was like my first ever hour. So I was doing a, a wrist chopper, arm chopper routine. Mm -hmm. So um, I would do it with somebody from the audience. And at the very last moment before I chopped their arm, I would say, now we do have an alternative if you're too afraid. And then we bring out the chihuahua. And it got a standing ovation. People loved this bit because the chihuahua was so cute you put the chihuahua's neck in there right yeah okay okay so instead the person of course went no no let me take one for the team and unless you chose me unless we chose you of course but the idea of you being at my first magic show in edinburgh seemed far-fetched so i didn't <laughs> concern myself with it okay. at the time okay so uh so i go yeah that was really funny so i say to the girl running the venue how difficult is it to look after a chihuahua? Because I'd never owned a dog before. My parents had cats, but never a dog. And she went, it's easy. They're like pocket size, very easy to feed. You don't really need to walk them. It's very simple. I was like, oh, great. I think I'm going to get a chihuahua. Because at the time, I'd just broken up with my wife. We'd just broken up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'd forgotten you were married. Me too. <laughs> It was a very short period in my life. It was nine months. Really? The exact amount it takes to create life was what we needed to destroy the marriage. I see. So, um, so I, I was feeling like I wanted to take some time on my own and sort of look inward, become one with myself, you know, find some inner peace, be alone for a bit. So I thought, okay, I'm going to get a dog. That way I won't, like, you know, go out and get in another relationship immediately and... You know, I'm gonna, the dog's going to be my company. Okay. Okay? I don't buy any of this, but well, you're a different person than me. We know that because we're sitting in two different places. That's true. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to get this dog. This dog's going to be the greatest thing I do. He's going to heal my, my, my sadness, and he's going to... Um, I'm gonna, you said, I'm going to get a smelly dog with, nat, with matted fur no, I didn't and say brown that shit around his eyes. No, I didn't say that bit. Okay. Yet. Okay. <laughs> that came later. Okay. So the next day, we go to Dundee in Scotland. Dundee? Yeah. Okay. Because um, the girl who was running the venue, she found a chihuahua on Gumtree. Gumtree? Yeah. It's like uh, Craigslist okay. for the UK. So we go and we see this chihuahua, and it's just in a terrible state. It's like growling at everything. No, it's not at a, um, at, at a shelter. No. It's like being like temporarily homed. Okay. At a home home? Yeah, at somebody's home. And every time, like, anyone goes near it, it's growling. And it just looks or it just looks like a drowned rat. 
Mm-hmm. And um, now, what kind of people were keeping a dog in that state and advertising it on Dundee? Not the best of people, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> the kind of people who would advertise it on Gumtree were the kind of people who were keeping the dog. Okay. So, and was there coin involved? I think I think I had to pay a little bit of money for this dog. Yeah. So that this was a money making Gumtree operation of a dog with roomy eyes and smelly. Right. So we we So they looked at that smelly brown encrusted eyed thing and yeah. said, "Woohoo, gold mine. We can make some money from this." Yeah, this is this is the first 4 years of Bitcoin right here. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at a dog and I've got a bad feeling in my gut. Yeah, I would imagine so. Right. Cuz it's a dog. Now, the last time I had that bad feeling in my gut was when I got married. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think I should do this. And I did, and it was terrible. So I promised myself that when I had that bad feeling, I would no I would I would act on it. And I sure. wouldn't I would not do whatever I was facing. We've all made that promise to ourselves. But I'm looking at this dog and I'm like, oh, but this, this dog is in a this dog is in a bad situation. So I say, we're gonna take the dog for a walk and I'll make up my mind. I take the dog for a walk. I bring up my friend and I say, I'm about to get a dog. And she was like, oh, that's news. And I said, but the thing is, it looks like it's halfway on the way to roadkill. And she said, and I said, I've got this bad feeling. And she said, well, look, get the dog. Because worst case, you rehome the dog. And, and the dog's life is better. You know, worst case. And best case, maybe like, it all works out. Maybe your career takes off. Maybe you get a show in Las Vegas <laughs> and 50, 13 years from now, you're talking about this with Pendulette. Yeah, maybe. Her exact words. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fine, all right. So we get the dog on the train home. The dog pisses on my coat. We get back to the apartment. He just shits on the floor. I wake up the next day. He's still there. I'm like, oh, what have I done? And for a month. We home time. Yeah. Well, no, but here's the thing. So I was in Edinburgh for a month. And you have to get people in to see your show in Edinburgh. And you do that by advertising it on the Royal Mile. The Royal Mile is, the whole street is a mile long, but there's a section of it where people just fly you like crazy to get you into the show. It takes about 30 minutes to walk, maybe like an eighth of a mile. So I was there flying because it was my first show. And now I had a dog in my arms. Now from a distance, and the dragon suit. And, a dra- and I was in a dragon outfit. And uh, after about four days, the dog was in a dragon outfit. Well, let me, let me ask. This is what's troubling me. This dog still stinks and his matted fur and roomy eyes. We washed him. How did you know how to wash a dog? Who, the and girl who's we? who was running the venue helped me. She had a chihuahua she had already. A chihuahua. She, knew the, she knew the game. Mm-hmm. So she... Uh, assisted me in washing this in dog. a bathtub or something this is so disgusting in a sink it's making me sick in a sink in your not in your kitchen sink in your uh, bathroom sink i think in her sink for okay, some reason much better right yeah. uh, with soap and shit with shampoo with doggy shampoo special doggy shampoo special dog shampoo yeah there's such a thing yeah and you're brushing it out and stuff this yeah. is nauseating me so i'm okay with that okay and what about its eyes that's so disgusting. that that right the eyes you can wipe you could wipe it away, but that was like a problem for three to six months. 
because that like you have to get I had to get one different food and like a whole. So thing. he was brown shit was pouring out of his eyes. Yeah, for like six months. Oh God damn it! Yeah, Christ! If that was happening to me, it would be assisted suicide. Right, brown shit's coming. But what out if of it was eyes. happening to Teller? Well, I would say I would assist in the suicide. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have to talk. He's now washed. Now at least smells nice. But bad teeth, bad eyes. Emaciated. But people are still like, oh my God, can I pet that dog? And I was like, you can pet the dog if you take a flyer. Hmm? So now I've got a great way to fly for my show by walking, by parading this dog around. Uh, uh, the, the, the Royal Mile. So people are... You're holding it in your arms. Yeah. You're walking with it. Yeah. Is it walking itself? No, no I'm holding it in my arms. It, it can't walk. It's like, it may, it's, a, it's in a no-fit state to be alive. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we walk around for a month with this dog. So we get super socialized because people are petting him all the time and I'm passing him around to people. And whereas before he was like, oh, nobody loved me. Now everyone, everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. He, he's in a show. He's getting great laughs. But he doesn't care about the laughs. He doesn't, but I do. <laughs> and I'm the one paying the bills. Right. And you had to change his food to what? I don't know, like whatever special food the vet gave me. You had to go to a vet with him? Immediately. And what did the vet say about his, uh, I'm going to make this clear, a veterinarian, not a, like a veteran of Afghanistan. Or right. both. We went to both. <laughs> it turned out the veterinarian was more helpful. Okay. Now, what did the veterinarian say about the brown shit coming out of its eyes, which is disgusting me? Uh, he just said, you know, put one of this food and it'll clear up. Really? Yeah. That's a dietary thing? Yeah. There are things that I can eat that brown shit will come out of my eyes? Yeah. Oh, God. Just keep me away from that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm just, you understand, I'm just reporting the front from the front line here. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't go, what's this brown shit in his eyes? How does that happen? Why is this occurring? I just said, how do I get rid of it? Okay. Okay. So he, we do the shows together, and I bring him back to London. And he was a big hit in Edinburgh, but I was still like, and he, and he looked a little bit better. And who did the dragon suit for him? eBay. We just Googled dragon suit chihuahua. No, you didn't do that. Okay. Shut up. Here I am reporting facts in the front line. No, but you're lying to me. I'm not lying We're to you. friends, Piff. And that's, I have his first I'm not costume. like a morning DJ going to Lucy and this guy with traffic. <laughs> I'm a friend of yours, and even though there's microphones in front of us, you're not going to lie like a piece of shit. Tell me the truth. Where'd you get the dragon suit? Just Google right now. Just do it. Dragon suit for Chihuahua? Dragon suit Chihuahua. Google that, would you please? Re re ready, Rich? You think he's going to pop I, right up? Drag I can't put it on your screen. Okay. Dragon suit for Chihuahua. You talk a little bit. So we Google dragon suit for Chihuahua. We get a dragon suit for a Chihuahua. And uh, so we're matchy-matchy. We get back to London. And now, and, we, and by the way, when we had the dog, my Edinburgh run turned around. And it went from being, you know, it was okay. Holy shit. Thank you. Oh, what the fuck? You just type in dragon suit for chu hui hui. Chu hui hua. Chu chu hui hua. And there's, a, there's also a Santa suit for a reptile. Yeah. I'd like my apology in the form of a cake this year. Okay. Oh, God. There's like choices. Yeah. 
More than one. Yeah. Like like many more than one, like three. Jesus Christ. That's incredible. Okay, so you get a dragon suit for your chihuahua. Right. The facts check out. They do. I I apologize. All right, good. In the form of cake. Form of cake. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So we had this great Edinburgh run. Like we uh, smashed all the records at the venue. The show clicked because we had the missing element which was the Chihuahua. And uh, and the brown shit could be kept out of its eyes so the audience didn't see it. Yeah, you just had to wipe it away each day with like, uh, not wet not wet ones, but light wet ones, like doggy wet ones, so that you know there's no like alcohol or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, he has a problem. <laughs> so we uh, get back to London. And now I'm no longer doing a show a day, living the dream for an adoring audience every night. Now I'm back in London, and it's raining, and I'm, uh, you you know, having to figure out about a divorce, and I'm dragging this Chihuahua through the streets of London in the pouring rain because he refused to walk, and I heard that one of the ways to make him like a better dog, like more well behaved and things, was to walk him every day, like two miles every day, just walk him, and uh, but you're, he's not walking; he's being held. No, 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 no. When I got back to London, I'm saying that's when the dog training started in earnest. Okay. So now he's on the floor walking, allegedly, except he's refusing to. So I'm dragging this rat on a string down the street in the pouring rain, cursing at him as loud as I can while people around me just stare at me like I'm a monster. Yeah. And about three months goes by like this where i'm just regretting everything about it uh and then my agent came to see a show that i was doing and she looked at the dog in the show and she was like i think that dog's developing comedic timing because <laughs> i would do bits with the dog and the dog would just have this great deadpan where he would just stare out into the audience like blank-eyed to the crowd as they were laughing and laughing and laughing. You're also, are you also developing, and I, I don't know why I'm asking this question because I don't want to hear the answer. Are you also developing affection for the dog? In not your yet, time? not yet. It's three months in. Okay. You know, he's a warm prop at this stage. Uh -huh. um, and he started getting bigger and bigger laughs and bigger laughs. And, you know, for, as soon as I got to London, I'd take him to the vets. He had like 12 teeth out. 
you know, now like the food that he was eating was like making his coat all shiny and his tail all fluffy and the stuff around his eyes was going. And, uh, you know, he started being a bit more playful. You know, he sort of like trot around the house and um, like come up to me for pets and all that stuff. And when I come back, he was like run around in circles because he was so excited that I was back. And then, I, and so at this point, now three months in, now I'm starting to develop affection for this because I'd grown up with cats and cats are dickheads and they just refuse to acknowledge you exist. You're there for food and, you know, to provide a house for them to occasionally use. Whereas this was like a cat with love. You know, it's easy to take care of as a cat. But it's shitting on the floor. No, it, it figured that out pretty soon. How do you, what, what's that? You just take it out and it goes, okay, I understand. Okay. Now, th this was, at the beginning, he like stopped shaking on the floor and waited till he went outside. When he made it, when, when, when he got big in show business and we moved to Las Vegas, he would go outside, uh, lie in the sun in the house that he paid for. <laughs> go into the back garden that he paid for, lie in the sun for hours, and then he would walk inside, shit, and return outside. <laughs> that was his baller move. Yeah. So over the years, it sort of came full circle. But at the time, he started to get house trained because he knew that we couldn't. You know, we we didn't even have a house. We were staying. I was staying in other people's houses. So he knew that, like, if he was shit in the house, we were both out. So he started doing, and we started doing his tricks, and we made up all this material. And the next year, when I went back, we to, didn't make up this material. You did. That's true. Me and the pe I mean the people who were like okay. I talked to for ideas. Not the dog, obviously. Okay. He he complied at best. And then the, we came out the next year with with a with a show where uh, the end of the show is him him being levitated. Mister Pivels being levitated to I believe I can fly by R. Kelly, mm -hmm. which would now not be possible. Right. And uh, so he became an integral part of the act. He basically started. Uh, he got double billing, co-headlining. Piff the Major Dragon and Mr. Piffles. And over the years, he became... When did the name Mr. Piffles come to you? Uh, I called him... Do you know what his name was before that? Yes. Alfie. Alfie. Yeah. So it's Alfie Piffles, really. No, it's... Um, it, it was Alfie. It's his mm -hmm. former name. And now... Then, then I changed his name to Piffalicious. Mm -hmm. Shortened to Piffy. And then my producer said... Mr. Piffles. And I was like, that's better. Let's do that. So Mr. Piffles and I became a double act. Does he know his name? Yeah. He reacts to Piffles. He, I mean, he used to. He's changed a lot in the years. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> but uh, then Mr. Piffles and I started touring all over England together. So suddenly I was spending more time with this dog than with any other creature, human or otherwise, uh, in existence. So it was like, we became like, uh, you know, it was like a, uh, a buddy, buddy movie. What do you call that? A road movie. A buddy movie. A buddy movie. Like two, uh, like Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> but with magic. Uh -huh. So I've spent more time with him than anyone else or anything else in the last 13 years. And uh, we've formed a certain bond. You know, it's definitely love. But sometimes it's not always like, mm -hmm. and uh, we—he was the reason I—he was a, the reason that I found success in the UK. 
He was the reason that I got a big break and moved to Las Vegas. He's the reason we have a show in Las Vegas. Now, of all the people you've met and all your friends, yeah. would you say I'm the one who cares the least about Mr. Piffles? No. Who, who cares less about Mr. Piffles than me? Because you care about my career. I do care about your career very much. And you realize that the dog is a part of my career. I guess I do on an intellectual level. Yeah. But you know, when the audience does the reaction to all the piffle stuff in your show, yeah. I don't believe it touches me in any way. I'm, I'm fine with that. But but on a financial level, yeah. you understand the necessity of that dog. I do. So there are, there are people who don't, and they could care less. And Mr. Piffles appears in my book. Yeah, he does. He does appear in the book. So 13 years later, today is his uh, big 15th birthday, and tomorrow we celebrate, and Donny Osmond will be serenading Mr. Piffles at the Piff the Magic Dragon show at the Flamingo. Now, Donny Osmond likes Mr. Piffles. I don't know. But he's, he knows show business. He knows, Donny, Donny Osmond likes everyone. He does. I've yet to meet somebody that Donny Osmond goes, that guy's a real dick. Yeah, that's true. Donny Osmond. I would be the closest to that. <laughs> and Donny Osmond likes me. Right. He seems to have evolved to another level, Donny Osmond. Yeah. He seems to have got past a lot of the struggles that many of us have. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he will be serenading Mr. Piffles in the show. Do you know what song he's going to sing? Uh, I'm hoping he's going to sing Puppy Love and Happy Birthday. Oh, Puppy Love, of course, is the choice. Yeah. That's why he's an appropriate serenader. A very appropriate serenader. I'm sorry I can't be there. Yeah, I would missed. like to be part of um, celebrating Piffles. Yeah. But I did send a video, and you're going to play that in the theater? We're going to play it, play that video, and you sent a great video. Good. Very funny. Good, good, good. So uh, we're going to play that in the video, and uh, we're going to have cake. Mm. Not apology cake, <laughs> which I'm still owed. Okay. I'm surprised you don't have a stash of them on hand. I, okay. With the amount of apologies I imagine you're having to issue. I do a lot of apologies. Right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'll also say I'm sorry. I don't have apology cakes on there. I didn't even know that apology cakes was a thing. When I got a car when I first moved to America, I got I got an American car. I got a Dodge uh, Challenger, mm -hmm. and um, I saw when I came in when I came in to like sign for it but not buy it that one of the cars was outside with a big bow on it, mm -hmm. and I was like, "How much does it cost you to do the bow thing?" They were telling me, I can't remember what the number was, but it was like a few dollars. And I said, well, I don't want a bow, but I'd like a cake. Uh -huh. And the guy was like, what? And I was like, well, you know, I'm buying the car. You're not going to put a bow on it, but I'd like you to put some effort into this. So I'd like a cake. And the guy was like, I'm going to have to talk to my manager. I said, all right, bring the manager over. If you buy the undercoating, we'll give you the cake. No, fortunately, I got the cake. The manager was like, all right, if he wants a cake, buy him a cake. So I had a free cake when I bought the car, and I ate it with my driving license sitting in the car. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Now, how big a cake was it with your... It was like a... You know when you go to... Well, you may not know this, but... You know when you go to Smith's? Yeah, I don't know. No, okay, this is out. Right. Well, they have, like, all these... Uh, they have all these, like, um, uh, cakes that you can get them to, like, put icing on the top. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, whatever. It was, like, the smallest one of those. I see. It was like the kind of cake you walk into Smith's and go, I'll have the cheapest cake, please. Okay. Yeah. Not vegan. Definitely not vegan. Mm -hmm. No. But it was delicious. Probably animal kidneys are in there. Probably. It was liver cake. <laughs> liver cake. Yeah. 
It had a pancreas uh, <laughs> frosting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that, when, when you bring me the cake, I'd like it from Freeze Bakery, please. Freeze Bakery? Yeah, just tell whoever buys cakes for you okay. to get Freeze Bakery cake. Uh, a vegan? No, I'll get a non-vegan one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the story of Mr. Piffles, how Mr. Piffles and I came to be in each other's lives. And I got to say- What um, flavor? What flavor of cake? Yeah. Uh, you know what I really like? is like the vanilla- Mm -hmm. All vanilla, but with pieces of strawberry in it. Okay. So like, it's like cream, but I don't want any of this bullshit American sour or like salted caramel. We're gonna mix salt with our with our sugar. Well, you do that on your popcorn, you crazy. Fucker. No, we don't. Yes, you do. You don't. Your popcorn we is don't. sweet and salty on it. No, it's you not. You fucking idiot. It's not. Yes, I've seen you do that. I lived You've in the country. You've been in my house. I lived in the country. You've been in my house saying, I don't want popcorn with just salt on it. No. I want also sugar. No, I didn't my say yes, that. Yes, you did. You were there. This is, this, you're lying to you're me. You're going to make a second cake. Google this. <laughs> I said, I don't want salted popcorn. Right. I didn't say I was going to eat your shitty salted popcorn, but I also wanted sweet popcorn. I said, I don't want the salty popcorn. Right. What kind of popcorn do you eat? Sweet. Right. I don't eat a combination of I two. See. I see. I see. That would be madness. Okay, okay. Two apology cakes. <laughs> two apology cakes. One per hand. <laughs> two apology cakes. Okay. Okay. Both sweet. Both sweet apology cakes. No salt present. Okay. We had a I had a whole Osmond wheat, by the way, the other the about three weeks ago. My parents came into town. Mm -hmm. They went to see Donnie. We went to see Donnie. Donnie uh we went to the VIP meet and greet before the show. Mm -hmm. Now, have you ever done a VIP meet and greet? No. No, never in your life, right? No. I do it for everybody. Right. I adopted that business model for a long time until we played a comedy club in Indiana called Crackers, who sold VIP meet and greets. Mm -hmm. And turns out we were contractually obligated to do them and there was nothing we could do to get out of it mm -hmm. as i tried i said this goes against everything penn and teller stand for <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just following their lead uh-huh and they said too bad you have to do them so then we turned them into uh and it was only 25 people mm -hmm. so we turned them into okay well we'll do a magic trick i'll, I'll do a multiple selection routine for 25 people mm -hmm. which is half the deck <laughs> Uh, and we'll play a game with them where they get to win a stuffed toy, Mr. Piffles. We'll give them a poster and I'll sign it in front of them. And I'll take pictures with them. And I'll also do it. They want me to like do a shout out video. I'll do that too. Mm -hmm. So um, we did it and it was a big success. And the people and who you came. you like doing them? Well, the people who came loved it. Mm -hmm. I was expecting them to be a bit like, I can't believe you're charging me extra money to meet you. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. They just loved it. Well, I'm going to be doing these with Carbonaro, you know. You're kidding. For the first time ever, I'm going to be doing them. Because I bet Carbonaro's done them in yeah, the past. Yeah, So well, Carbonaro wants to do them, so I'm going to join in. I mean, they'll be coming back to meet Carbonaro, but I'll also be there. Because Carbonaro knows what he's doing on this. Well, there's, I mean, there's just so much money in it. Yeah. It's like you're, you're leaving so much money on the table. I suppose. I don't mind money on the table. Me, me neither. You know, I'd much rather. I'm not trying to wring every penny out of my career. Somebody, somebody described the somebody described the meet and greet as uh, greet the meat. Ah, I see. 
And I think it's that attitude that is uh, trying to ring every last dime from the audience which is an attitude that I don't subscribe to. But I like the fact, if they like it, and right. I like it too, that's great. Well, here's the thing. So in this, in, we called it Pierce Pre-Show Party. Mm-hmm. So Pierce Pre-Show Party suddenly became a thing that we did for years. And everyone loved it. Because it would be like 45 minutes long. And I would like hang out with people and meet them and have a nice time with them. Every other meet and greet that I've attended to, that I've attended to, that I've attended or seen has just been like... Uh, Walk up to the celebrity, don't touch them, look forward, snap, there's your picture, leave. Yeah. Which I, I believe I believe like Lady Gaga does right. when it's like $5,000. Exactly. And, and that's it, what you get. And that's what you get. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Donnie's VIP meet and greet is in a private room. There's like 40 to 50 people there. He comes out on stage, sits by a piano, and tells stories from his life answers questions any anything that people want to ask make sure that he pays attention to every single guest in the room he's got his phone there his phone is linked up to the screens so he can go through photos from his from his like personal photo album oh this is me and my kids the other day oh the other day this thing happened let me show you he scrolls there's a picture of me with this thing that happened tells all these really funny stories sings songs does requests sings happy birthday serenades people talking to his crew, is basically the ultimate charmer on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm there with my family. Donnie notices me, and he's like, oh, he probably won't want me to say anything, but but, uh, but look, look, ladies and gentlemen, Peppermint Dragon's behind you, and he's brought his family along. I love that guy. For, you know, this show's one of the greatest in Vegas. You've got to go and see it if you're here. Let's all, let's all give a round of applause uh, for Piff the Man. Let's give it up for Piff the Magic Dragon in front of my parents. Beautiful. So, you know, the whole, and the whole crowd's like... I'll tell you, how celebrities greet your parents is really important. Yeah. I mean, Robin Williams treated right. my parents wonderfully. Jay Leno treated them wonderfully. Liberace treated them wonderfully. I try to remember that when I meet people's parents. Right. Was I nice to your parents? Yes, you were. You were wonderful with them. But not as good as Donnie, of course. Well, who can be? He's evolved to another yeah, level. you're right. So, so that's the VIP meet and greet. Then he says, hey, after the show, come backstage. And I'm like, really? You know, you, like, this is enough. So he does the show, and he's a killer show. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his new show? I haven't. I've heard it's, it's great. It's killer. Um, so we do the show. We go backstage, and he's like, giving me big hugs. You should be so proud of your son. He's incredible. Da, 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 da. Now, here's the thing. A couple of months ago, uh, six months ago, I started getting anxiety about being on stage. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, oh, shit. So I was like Googling it. Donnie had suffered with anxiety from being on stage. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Donnie because I'd asked him to do a video, like a social media mm-hmm. video or something with him. And he kept saying to me, when are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? When are we going to do it? And I said, honestly, Donnie, I'm in a bit of a weird place right now. I got this like anxiety about going on stage, so I don't I don't feel like up to doing a video. He's like, "You got anxiety about being on stage? I suffered with that for years. Come and talk to me." So I was like, "What?" He said, "Come and talk to me." So I go over and talk to him. He gives me all these tips for like two hours. He goes through all these like strategies and how to combat it. Tells me all these different things. Tells me like examples from his life. He's an amazing, just an amazing, like. Just an amazing friend. That's the only way to describe it. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't have to do that at all. So when I meet when I meet him, and then and then 
you know, after about two months, he checked in with me every day on those two months. He checked in with me every day. How are you feeling today? How's it going? You know, is it is it better? Is it worse? I would talk to him every day. And after about two months, because of what he told me and some other stuff, it went away. And I started loving the show again, which is like, you know, if you're doing the, if you're doing this job and you hate going on stage, which we've all, we know people like that. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this job? You know, exactly. It's a crazy job to do. So I started loving the job again. So I texted him, hey, Donnie, talked to him. Hey, Donnie, guess what? Like, I love doing this again. Thanks so much. I'm feeling better. So, you know, he meets my, my, we go to the show afterwards. He said to my parents, you should be so proud. Then he takes me aside. How are you doing? Jeez. I'm like, oh my God. Donnie, I'm doing great. You helped me so much. Thanks so much for everything you've, uh, you've given me, you know, today. And he's like, oh, no problem. You know, like, so then we, we leave. The next day, Marie Osmond, it's her birthday, texts uh, Gabriel, who works for me, who's related to her by marriage. Hey, can I come and see the Piff show for my birthday? So Marie Osmond comes to the show that night. The day after, Donny Osmond has serenaded my parents, has, uh, like, you know, checked in with me, make sure I'm doing okay. Has basically made me look a hero in my parents' eyes. Marie Osmond comes to the show. She comes backstage after the show. She waits because we do our meet and greet for everyone mm -hmm. after the show. And uh, it takes like 45 minutes. She waits 45 minutes just to say thank you. Yeah. yeah. So then she goes, these are your parents. Oh, my God. You should be so proud. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Same thing. The next day, Donny Osmond's family come to the show. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God, great show. You should be so proud. Like the most wonderful so you people had, you on you had an Osmond week. I had an Osmond week. Good. And tomorrow, uh, Donnie Osmond will be serenading Mr. Pills. I'll tell you, you know, I wrote uh, Donnie an email saying, thank you so much for being so kind to my friend Piff, because you told me this before. Oh, great. And no answer whatsoever. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just what ghosted completely by Donnie Osmond. Definitely his right email. What's that? Definitely in the right email. I believe so. We'll compare afterwards. Okay. I have his right email. Yeah, because it just went into the ether. Gone. Uh, wow. Ghosted by Donny Osmond. The man who was nice to everybody ghosted me. Not you. Yeah. Well, do you remember when we went to see Donny and Marie yeah, yeah. back in the day? Yeah. And do you remember what you did? I was talking to them backstage about, uh, she, was, she was talking about a friend of hers who died. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. A friend of hers had died, and she, she was missing that friend. And she went out for a walk, and she said the butterflies are coming around as a sign. And yes. I said, well, butterflies are attracted to the smell of human urine. You said butterflies are strongly attracted. Strongly. You said yes. strongly. Strongly, yeah. Now, do you know who also remembers that story? Who? Marie Osmond. <laughs> Did she say that yeah. to you? Yeah. She didn't like that. I did not say she didn't like it. Uh -huh. I'm sure she's forgiven you for it. Uh-huh. Uh, but she remembers it. <laughs> how, did she, how did she say she remembered it? Because Jade was talking to Marie. Uh -huh. And Jade said, do you remember our conversation the last time we spoke? And Marie said, yes, because Penn was talking about the butterflies. <laughs> And now they were strongly attracted to the smell of urine. Yeah. Which is true. It is true. Is truth a defense? Not always. Okay. <laughs> At least you made an impact. Now, I don't know that's why your, that's, I don't know whether that's why your email went on. I also, but I got along well with Donnie since then. But I'll tell you, I've been on the Donnie and Marie show when they had a Donnie and Marie show. And I talked about whether they were fucking each other. Right. And I also made fun of Mormons. Right. 
um, I have been uh, unabashed in my atheism and my uh, glee at making fun of Mormons in front of Donnie and Mary. Yeah. So Donnie has good and sufficient reason for not liking me. Yeah. And I'm aware of that, and I take that gamble, but that doesn't mean I'm not sad when I am punished for what I knew I was doing wrong and would be punished for. A long time ago, I sent an email to my old drama teacher, mm -hmm. and I sent a, a clip of me on the Champions edition of America's Got Talent, mm -hmm. which is a spot I was really proud of. Mm -hmm. And she wrote back, and she didn't really acknowledge anything about, she didn't say, oh, well done. She just said um, something along the lines of, you shouldn't be using a dog in the show. Ah. And I was very upset. Mm -hmm. About three months ago, I remembered this, and I looked up the email, and she didn't say anything of the thought, anything of the thoughts, anything of the sort. She said, great job. That went so well. I'm really proud of you. Uh, how is the dog? Ah. So I just misremembered this email uh -huh. over time. And I built this whole narrative about how this... So you're saying that I can tell Marie Osmond that she misremembers the strongly attracted to human urine story? No, I'm not saying it whatsoever. That is on you. <laughs> and that is uh, your sin to deal with. Yeah, well... But I'm saying that maybe your email went to Donnie's spam box or you don't have the correct email address. Maybe, maybe. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I want to say this, speaking of, see, here's the thing. I do these book signings and they are incredibly successful. Right. But incredibly successful for a book signing is a very small number of people. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. But I'm going to be in Minneapolis on Tuesday. That is to say, the day after tomorrow. I'm going to be in Minneapolis at... Um, at uh, Majors and Quinn. Yeah. Makers and... But it's actually at a theater. What? It's at a theater. They're, they're, they're renting out a theater, I Hang think. Hang on a minute. You're doing a book signing at a theater? I believe so. I'm doing it at the, uh, I don't know where it is, the Granada Theater. It's sponsored by Meggers and Quinn, but it'll be at the Granada Theater. I'll be there. And I'll tell you, my book signings are like one big pre-show meet and greet. Yeah. I, 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 you know how much time I spend at the book signings. You can guess how much time I spend at the book signings. Yeah, 45 you know? minutes to an hour. But I mean, after that, I just hang out with everybody. Right. When I did the book signing in uh, uh, whatever it was, some city that I was in, uh, afterwards I was talking to all these magicians, close to magicians and stuff. Because in your in your meeting group of the show, you don't have time right. to talk to people. I have time because there's so few people. I but, mean, Whereas in the, in the book you have time now. Yeah. The book side. Also, I got nothing to do after. So Granada Theater in Minneapolis, I'll be there Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, the very next day, I fly to Denver and I'll be at Tattered Cover Bookstore. Tattered Cover Bookstore in Denver. And the great thing is, since I lost 
a hundred pounds, I liked Denver. Yeah. Before I lost the weight, I didn't like Denver because I couldn't breathe. Because right. the, 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 but it yeah, doesn't bother true. me anymore. So I like Denver. Oh, that's good. So I'll be at Denver at Tattered Cover. Come see me in Denver. Because when I'm on the road, I got nothing to do. Right. So come see me at Denver and hang out. And also at uh, Minneapolis. If you want to get to know Penn in, more in depth. Yeah. If you want to spend some quality I'll time. I'll tell you what I'm going to be in, in, in Minneapolis on Tuesday and in, in, in the Tattered Cover in Denver on Wednesday. I'm going to be fucking Donnie Osmond. That's who I'm going to be. Yeah. I will be pleasant, magnanimous. You're going to uh, be showing photos from your iPhone? Sure. But they'll be different than Donnie's. Yeah. But I'll have photos. Yeah. Maybe ones you don't want to see, right. but I have them. Involving more. more <laughs> that'd be slightly more skin on shows. Sure, sure. Yeah. But in terms of my soul, I'll be Donnie Osmond. You'll be bearing it all like Donnie Osmond. But I wrote him a very nice note saying, you know, I love Piff very much. And he said you were helpful to him when he had anxiety. And I want to thank you. Are you the nicest person in the world? That was what I ended the email with. And I got nothing back <laughs> i'm gonna find out whether it's the correct email yeah, we'll find out we'll find out that's direct email are you have shows coming up this next week Biff? one on monday the big mr piffle celebration bash mm -hmm. that's uh monday night mm -hmm. and then uh, we're back into our normal vegas schedule we're doing thursdays through mondays in vegas from now to the end of time good good and i'm going to be working over thanksgiving and over christmas with michael carbonaro yeah. In the Pendulette and Michael Carbonaro show. If you want to experience uh, the, the Penn and Michael Carbonaro beating great, how much of the how much is the I left? don't know. Carbonaro's in charge of all this. Carbonaro just said, bend over, I'm driving. Yeah. That's what he said. He's controlling everything. This is kind of the Michael Carbonaro show with Pendulette on board. Oh, right. That's not true at all, but let's go for that. Let's go with that. And certainly for the meet and greets, that's true. Yeah. I said, just hold my hand, Michael. He said, I will. Yeah. So, so you, no touching anyone. I don't You're just going to be looking straight ahead. I don't know. Barely acknowledging Whatever them. Whatever he does, he does. We went to the we went to the Jennifer Lopez uh, meeting greet, mm -hmm. and the guy, you know, why? Because Jade loves Jennifer Lopez. Okay, that's, that's a perfectly valid reason. Yeah. Uh, and there were like forty of us, fifty of us, and the security comes over, and uh, how much was that? Well, we didn't pay because we have the Caesars hookup. You're a celebrity. Um, and the, the security came over and started giving us this lecture saying, uh, you know, don't make eye contact. Not really. They yeah, didn't really. say don't make eye yeah, contact. Yeah, they really. didn't say yes, don't make really. eye contact. They did yes, not really. fucking say don't make eye contact. Do you want to give me a third cake? Okay. Okay. So, you know, no gifts. If you don't, if you reach in your pocket, you will be tackled. She does not care about your family. She does not care about your uh, animals. Do not tell her these stories. You know, just take your picture, look forward, and move on. So we adopted that into the Piff the Magic Dragon VIP pre-show meet and greet. It was like Jade would say, you know, uh, I would walk out and I'd say, Jade, give them the message. And she would say, no eye contact. Don't touch him. We will tase you. Uh, and nobody took us seriously. <laughs> Oh, that's so, that's so sad. Everyone took this man seriously. That's so sad. Yeah, it's. I mean, why? I mean, not for the people going back, but for for Jennifer Lopez. Seems so like weird. she. Why would she want to meet people? I don't know. I'm not at that. I'm not at that level. Maybe you get no. a lot of crazy people at that. Of course, level. you get a lot of crazy people right. at that level. But that's part of the. That's the plus. Uh, maybe for you. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not for Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, I mean, like, people get, like, stabbed and stuff at that level. When? Selena? Selena. Sabrina? Yeah. But that was not during a meet and greet. I think it was. Was it really? Yeah. Selena was stabbed during a meet and greet? Oh, now, I'm just, now I'm saying facts that I'm not sure about. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure. Somebody got, and then recently somebody got stabbed during a meet and greet. Oh, not really? a second person. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, I, I maybe that's the way I'll go. I'm fine. Yeah. If you want to stab me, uh, I will <laughs> be will at be? Tuesday, Minneapolis at uh, some theater, right? I and, said the, that. and security will be lax. Security will be very lax. There will be no security whatsoever. Non-existent. If you want to stab me, I'll be at the Granada Theater in Minneapolis on Tuesday night, and I'll be at Tattered Cover Bookstore, and there'll be virtually no security, and I imagine um, no one to press charges. Well, there, there won't even be a rope. No, there'll be no rope. You'll be right up to me. Yeah. And complimentary catcher in the rye. Yeah, you can you can touch me. You can grab me. Yeah, Do I don't think you want. I don't mind being grabbed. I don't mind being touched. I once got... Um, I used to hate being touched. You know that? No, I didn't. I hated being touched. When friends would like hug me or put their arms around me, I did not like what, it. I was uncomfortable. What, what got you over it? Uh, do, having to do meet and greets and people grabbing me all the time. Yeah. I got used to it. Like I get over claustrophobia by being stuck in a little barrel in little tiny spaces. Oh, that makes me ill. It was horrible, but I got used to it. I got my butt grabbed, mm -hmm. squeezed, Always. and then bruised by a n probably 90-year-old man in a in a in a, a meet and greet after the show. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I'll give him this. Sure. I would tell her and I used to do the, we'd strip naked on stage and right. produce all that blood under t-shirts. Yeah. People would come up after the show all the time and grab my cock and balls. Yeah. And I also would put in my books, if, if you use this phrase properly, like um, the exception proves the rule. If you use that phrase properly, reach down, feel how hard I am. <laughs> and I often have, uh, not often, three or four times people have come up and said, use that phrase properly, and then reach down and grab my cock. Right. I have no problem with that. My boundaries have gone away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Mr. Piffles. Yeah. You're just uh, meeting everyone these days. Meeting everyone, I don't care anymore. I want to talk about, have you seen Freestyle Love Supreme? No. I want to talk about that. I also saw Alan Cumming. I saw a lot of shows. Whoa. I'm trying to go out and see shows. I like it. Because I've been closed off. I'm trying to open up a little bit. More. Where did you see Alan coming? I saw him at the Smith Center. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, very weird band. Very, very fucking weird band. His entire band, piano, yeah. trumpet, drums, cello. Four-piece band. Really? What'd you say? No bottom. Yeah. No bottom at all. Uh, I mean, the, um, the uh, cello player plays little pits. Yeah. So it's kind of like there's a pluck there, but it's not, there's no bottom. And the uh, piano player doesn't have a heavy left hand like Jonesy, so there's no bottom there, really. I mean, he's doing some bass stuff, but not any strong walking thing or anything, because it's probably music, you don't need that. I mean, when you're doing that. And the trumpet player is excellent. Everybody's excellent. Um, but it's this mid-range behind Alan, Alan Cumming, who's mid-range. So it's heavy mid-range. So I went backstage, and I said to the drummer, I said, yeah, I'm a bass player. I play upright bass, and there's no bass on stage. And he said, I know, it's, it's kind of weird. I said, so you're the only stupid one in the band. Usually the drummer is, is fucking stupid and the right. bass player is fucking stupid. And the two of you get together and go, hey, we're stupid, but it's okay. We're the rhythm section. And there's musicians on stage. We let them work and we're just stupid guys. He says, yeah, I don't get to look out and see another stupid guy looking at me, keeping the, the solid beat. 
I said, yeah, being a stupid guy in the audience and looking up and going, wow, only one stupid guy on stage. <laughs> I'm used to two. I'm used to two idiots on stage keeping the rhythm proper. So it's very weird mid-rangey type show. How did it sound? Mid-rangey. Right. Yeah. You know, and trumpet doesn't go that particularly high, and uh, uh, cello doesn't go that particularly high. So there's no really high end except for the cymbals, and no bottom except for the kick drum. So the drummer is doing, on your bell curve of sound, he's doing both ends of it. And there's no real bottom carrying you through, harmonically carrying you through the whole thing, and rhythmically carrying you through the whole thing. Music for pots. What do you mean for pots? Plain old telephone service. Yeah. <laughs> Plain old telephone service? Yeah. Yeah, the mid-range. Yeah. And uh, so Alan Cumming sings over that mid-range. Right. So no real bottom. Did you have a nice time? I did. I did. And we saw him afterwards. And then Emily, of course, went out with him. They went out to see other shows. She came back at 4 a.m. Oh. She was out with Alan coming. Oh, my God. Out with the drummer, out with Alan, having a great time. I want to be in bed by 10 these days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, I wanted to go home and read. But right. Alan was very good. He was very good. Did a good show. He tells stories about famous people. Right. Yeah. I was out with Sean Connery. He said this thing about his asshole. Right. I was out with so-and-so that said a thing about their balls. You've got a lot of stories like that. Yeah. I got a lot of stories. I don't, I don't, I don't usually tell them on stage, no. but that's what Alan Cumming does. And it's nice, very pleasant. He talked about spots on his nuts yeah. and how his ball sack was hanging more. And you can get Botox in your balls and stuff. He talked about that. Talked about, um, I think, meeting the Queen. Talked about, uh, you know, Tom Cruise and stuff like that. And then he would sing these songs. I didn't recognize any of the songs. They were like Broadway songs. Oh, all, all with the same theme. I'm going to be myself. I'm really a good guy. I'm going to be myself. I don't care about anyone else. I'm going to be myself. Fuck you. I'm myself. Hey, I'm myself. This is who I am. Look at me. I am here. I am here. Look at me. It's a good day for me because I'm me. I'm going to me because I'm me. Fuck you. Yeah, That's what most of the songs are. Very moving. Yeah. But it's all about. He also called the song, called the show, Not Acting His Age. Alan Cumming not acting his age. Then he did a show that seemed exactly <laughs> like a 57-year-old gay man doing a show. He talked about not acting your age, but didn't show it. Right. There was nothing that seemed to have the wisdom of someone 90 or right. the enthusiasm of someone 20. Right. It seemed like, I'm not acting my age, I'm 57 acting precisely my age, which always perplexes me. When the theme of someone's show is not represented all the like Derek DeGaudio, right? Right. This is a show about all about identity and who we are. And then he doesn't deal with that at all in his show. We did a whole tour called Mr. Pivot's The Dog Who Knows mm -hmm. and uh, never got the trick working. Yeah. We finally got it working. I am confused by that. When someone gives a topic sentence for their show, I expect that topic sentence to be at least revisited no. some point during the show. No, this is exactly how it happens. Nine months before the show, mm -hmm. when the show is booked, somebody says, we need a name and a title for the show. Mm -hmm. And the person says, but I haven't written it yet. And they say, well, just, just like, what do you think it's going to be about? And they go, oh, I don't know, acting my age. Great. That's the name and title. Yeah. Well, we then, did the show. eight and a half months later, mm -hmm. somebody goes, I should really write this show. 
But see, if I were asked to do that, right. I would give a title for the show that eight and a half months later, I would say, this is my topic sentence. Right. I mean, if you called our show, Not Acting Your Age, it would work perfectly because we open with age appropriate, which is us being the age we are, doing an escape, and then we don't act our age after that. I'd be okay with our show with that title. Yeah. I would be okay with Derek DeGuardia, DeGuardia, I don't know his name, um, his, his, his opening topic sentence, and then our show. I would refer back to it at some point during the motherfucking show, refer back to your topic sentence. That's all I'm asking. But you, that's because you've never done a show where you had to give the name nine months in advance. I've trapped you. Apology How? cake. We did a show called the Refrigerator Tour. Yeah. And what was the opening scene of our show? The refrigerator. Refrigerator thing. in the air dropping on us. Oh, you owe me another cake. I was saying you've never done a show where you gave the title nine months in advance and then the closer the show got, the less you realized you had any material based on that title. And so you ended up doing the show, trying to pretend the title didn't exist. I've never done that. Third cake. <laughs> <laughs> I have done it. I have done it. I have printed the flyers and the posters and done the media requests. I would say that that is irresponsible. I would agree. <laughs> Not defending it. I'm just saying it happened. <laughs> God damn you. And how okay. it happens. Okay. Uh, the theme of this show was we have Pip the Magic Dragon on. What did we have during this show? Pip the Magic Dragon. That was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. I think... You become naked. I just want I want vanilla, cream, and strawberries for one. Okay. Jade loves a good chocolate cake. And now I've got three. I'm happy to burn one of them on a chocolate cake. Okay. And then the other one... Have you seen the multi-colored cakes? It's like a rainbow cake thing. I don't want a rainbow cake. No, it doesn't matter what you want. We're talking about my ones. I want a rainbow cake. Okay. Because I imagine every layer tastes different and it doesn't. Or all tastes like cake. You know we love you. You know we love you. Hey, Matt Donnelly, got anybody to thank? Yes, I do. The following people are uh, supporters of patreon.com slash pen. Maybe a lot of them because they wanted the book thing. Spencer Blair, Eileen Hunter, Samuel Stewart, artisanal sudoku.substack.com. The guy that became a member because he rolled double sixes. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Average Seal, Ben Price, Shane Farah, Matt Williams, plus $110 boner office. Soapy Fresh, Dang Griffith, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P, New Rule FX.com, Eric M. Ryan, Chris Tehachapi Loop McKinney, Gary Cornley, Danny Hey Gudeau, does this rag smell like chloroform to you, Ruse, and Matthew O'Sullivan. Thank you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.